0: Welcome to The Daily Drive, a podcast from Ford Driving Skills for Life that delves into teen driving safety tips and instruction. This podcast will also highlight community awareness campaign ideas and personal stories of tragedy that have led to advocacy. We'll have conversations with the people who work to keep teens safe on the road every day people like traffic safety experts, parents, teens, and professional driving instructors. And with that, I'll turn it over to professional race car driver and the lead for driving skills for life, driving instructor, Mike Speck.
1: hi everybody and welcome back to the daily drive presented by ford driving skills for life and the ford motor company fund may is motorcycle safety awareness month it's also the official start of the riding season and many more motorcyclists will be out on the roads now if you don't realize this already motorcycles have a small profile they are hard to see and they're easily missed by drivers of cars and trucks that simply don't see them. Uh, They're more easily hidden behind vehicles, uh, and they're also more easily hidden in vehicles' blind spots. Not only that, you can miss seeing a motorcycle that's behind a bush or even behind a sign. Luckily, we have some folks who are going to talk to us about this very matter today and try to make us all safer on the roads together. Andrea, you she is the Motorcycle Safety Foundation Certified Rider Coach. She'll be speaking with us today. And Ty Van Hooydonk is a Motorcycle Safety Foundation Certified Dirt Bike School Coach. They're both going to talk to us again on just how to be safer out there and how to share the road between regular motorists and motorcyclists. Ty, and Andrea are up next on The Daily Drive. Ty and Andrea, how are you? Doing great. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, Andrea, can we start with you? Can you tell us what the Motorcycle Safety Foundation is?
2: Absolutely. The Motorcycle Safety Foundation is the world's leader in motorcycle training and education. Um, We started in 1973, and currently about 44 states and the U.S. military worldwide use the Motorcycle Safety Foundation's basic rider course to teach people how to ride and help them earn their motorcycle license. Um, The BRC has online portions of the class, there's classroom portions, and then students spend about 10 hours on the range to get some uh, hands-on skills development. Um, What's also great is that graduates of the Motorcycle Safety Foundation basic rider course and other safety courses are eligible for insurance discounts as well. So that's that's a really great bonus. Um, And not only does the MSF have classes for beginners, they have stuff for seasoned riders. We have the BRC2 and the advanced rider course. And um, we MSF has trained more than eight million riders so far, and we get about 300,000 students enrolling every year.
1: So I, I know we mentioned it uh, in the opener, but what exactly uh, do you both do at the Motorcycle Safety Foundation? Ty, let's start with you.
3: Yeah, I'm in communications with the Motorcycle Safety Foundation and I'm also a, a longtime dirt bike school coach. So, uh, you know, not too long ago, I actually had a group of high schoolers in, uh, some some great young men and women. And, uh, you know, I was kind of like the, uh, the driver ed teacher, but with dirt bikes, which is way cooler. So, uh, you know, really enjoy that, and uh, you know, besides the dirt bike stuff and uh, dual purpose riding and adventure bike riding, I like street bikes too. So uh, I'll be out there on the roads with everybody else as well.
1: And Andrea, can you describe what you do?
2: Sure, I'm actually the communications director at the Motorcycle Safety Foundation, um, and I am a certified rider coach. Uh, I do a lot of so that I teach on the street. Um, When we say street, you're actually in an enclosed parking lot, closed course. Um, And I live in Maryland, so I actually teach here in Maryland. Um, And then me and my fellow rider coaches, we put thousands of students through and help them earn their licenses.
1: So give me an idea, Andrea, of of how you teach somebody to ride a motorcycle.
2: So we first have an online e-course, which they do, and they learn a lot about street strategies. They also learn the basic controls. Uh, And then we have a classroom portion where we actually talk again about different street strategies, you know, um, we talk about how to look out for hazards, how to also kind of have the right uh, riding mindset and always keep safety your priority. Um, We do a lot of fun activities too, just kind of, there's some things that can test, you know, your reaction time. Um, There's a lot of fun sort of videos and activities we could do, but it helps get people thinking about what they should look out for when they're on the street. Um, And then we move on to the range, which is really the fun part, I think, because then we all get on motorcycles and we go step by step. So we start, you know, we teach them about the friction zone. We have their feet on the ground. They kind of, you know, use the, the motorcycle engine to kind of move themselves forward. Then they put their feet up and we get through everything where they're learning how to, you know, do a cone weave. They'll learn how to swerve. They'll learn quicker stops. So um, it's it ends up being a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it sounds it, it sounds it for sure. I love motorcycles. Uh, we were speaking before the broadcast here and you all know how, how much I enjoy them. Uh, and kind of going a little bit forward with it, to uh, this month is Motorcycle Safety Awareness Month. Can you tell me what that's about? And then also tell me why, why is it so important?
2: Yeah, so May is the traditional start of the riding season. And that makes this a perfect time to have Motorcycle Safety Awareness Month. Um, As you mentioned earlier in the intro, that motorcycles, we tend to have a smaller profile, so we get hidden a lot. And motorists often just don't see motorcyclists or they're not aware. They just don't think to look out for them. So this is a really great time for us to raise awareness and share some safety tips for drivers and motorcyclists alike. Um, and really encourage people to look out for each other, be kind and courteous, and share the road.
1: So we know uh, that traffic patterns are changing. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, obviously, that's owing in large part to what we've seen with COVID and the lockdowns and people not being on roads. Uh, so people are, are appear to be coming out now. Um, Andrea, what do you see happening in the next few months? Do you see things changing? Do you see motorcyclists needing to be even more careful?
2: Absolutely. I mean, this year, like you said, with COVID, there have been a lot of people who maybe have not been driving um, for about a year and a half almost. Uh, And now as we're getting, you know, vaccinated and things are traffic levels are kind of coming back to pre pandemic levels. We're going to see more people out there. Some people may have semi rusty skills. Um, Ty, I think you've seen this too on the West coast, but a lot of times people are driving much. It seems like speeds have increased on the roads. Um, Perhaps because earlier there weren't as many cars out there. Maybe cops weren't pulling over as many people, um, but speeds have increased. And also with the pandemic, we've actually noticed that a lot of people got into motorcycling perhaps because it's, you know, for, it provides a means of transportation when you're all by yourself, you know, it's just you and riding. It's a great social distance means of like recreation as well. And so, This summer, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of people get back on the roads. They may be a little rusty with their driving. We see a lot of families now planning for their summer vacations. We might see a lot of new riders and returning riders. Returning riders means someone who's ridden in the past and then maybe put their bike away for several years. And now they're getting back to it. So definitely going to see more people out there on the roads.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I can just speak anecdotally uh, but I can also say we've had guests on the program previously that have said there's no doubt that speeds are increasing and and we're, uh, we saw some huge speeds when traffic was really, really light. And I think that's mostly because they were just able to do it, not that they should have been doing it. Ty, uh, tell me this, how many motorcycles are on the roads uh, right now?
3: Well, the Department of Transportation, last time they, uh, they called it, was uh, something on the order of 8.6 million, and it may be even more than that now. And, you know, motorcycle sales uh, went up quite a bit. New bike sales went up more than 11% last year. And a lot of those, you know, were off-highway sales, dirt bike sales. But uh, a lot of those were also dual-purpose bikes. The dual-purpose bikes are kind of the SUVs of uh you know the two-wheeled world where you've got a street legal motorcycle but um you know it's also very capable for off-road off-road riding uh you know i have one of those myself and i you know i can't wait to get back out on the trails with it but i can ride to the trails um we've also seen uh you know over the past few years the the number of american households that have at least one motorcycle uh within that household that's gone up and you know to record levels and that you know I think, will continue.
1: And, uh, you know, I got my uh, son's new bikes, uh, coincidentally, during uh, the COVID uh, lockdowns. Um, Not motorcycles, but, uh, you know, um, downhill bikes. And so there were none around. I mean, it was impossible to find them. Uh, Do you think that the increase of sales of motorcycles tied in with the COVID lockdowns?
3: I think certainly that had something to do with it. Uh, you know, you're looking, as Andrea said, for with people to, to look how to look for ways to get away from it all, um, to socially distance with, with their families. You know, uh, I mean, you can imagine a lot of families getting out there, out on the trails together and having a great time uh, and not having to mingle with other people out there. Um, and that, too, brings me back to dirt bike school, which, uh, you know, that's your first best ride for so many people. Whether uh, you're you're age six and up, uh, you're you're eligible for dirt bike school. But uh, you know families can take that uh, together. I've seen uh, kids having birthday parties take that together. Uh, you know, even if you're looking to be a street rider, ultimately uh, riding on the dirt first can really be a good way to start. So I'm going to put in a plug here for dirt bike school. <laughs>
1: You know, I've heard that before as well. It requires a lot of uh, physical ability, but it also requires that concentration and that and that focus that's so critical to operating a machine almost in any uh, in any environment. Um, so, on the Ford Driving Skills for Life program, uh, we have a segment that we call "Share the Road." Uh, and it it kind of helps people to understand that we all have a shared responsibility in terms of keeping each other safe uh, when we're out on the roads. Um, Andrea, can I kind of ask you uh, at the MSF, how do you talk about uh, sharing the road?
2: Well, with the MSF, we always want people to be um, mindful of safety. And when we say share the road, um, We're always talking about making sure you're seeing who's out there, being kind and courteous to all, and just not really taking these unnecessary risks. Um, Keeping your speeds down, always obeying all the rules of the road. And of course, just watching out for those who are more vulnerable on the roads, which are pedestrians and bicyclists.
1: So, Ty, I'd like to ask you the same question, but I want to gear it uh, in another way. I, I live in California, uh, Los Angeles, and splitting lanes here is is a big thing. Um, can you tell us what splitting lanes is, whether or not it's legal, and how that affects the whole share of the road idea?
3: Yeah, uh, lane splitting has been going on in, in legal in, uh, or, or not illegal in California for decades now. And it's been one of the few states that that has had it. And some of the other states, you know, from Montana to Utah, um, they're they're now starting to allow things like filtering to the front of a, uh, a, a row of cars, uh, you know, at a stoplight, for example. So you can you can go between the cars and and get to the uh, the front of the line, if you will. Now, you know, F- Motorcycle Safety Foundation, um, we're going to tell you first off that we we don't really advise lane splitting. Um, you're you're really minimizing uh, something uh, that really matters to us, and that's uh, space and time. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you go between two cars, uh, you're, you're really cutting down on your available space, and that really cuts down on the time that you can use to react to maneuver properly and, and avoid any hazards. So we really only want you to be doing uh, lane splitting when it's something that you should do to add safety. Um, for example, if I'm on a freeway and traffic slows down, as, as you know it can, uh, on Southern California freeways or other freeways, all of a sudden, well, I don't necessarily believe that a distracted driver behind me, if if I don't think that they're going to be able to stop in time, well, I might be looking to go between two cars in front of me as an escape route. That's a situation where I can imagine that, okay, I'm glad that we can you know, lane split. Um, temperature wise too, I mean, if, if traffic is really clogged up, California can get really hot and, you know, uh, we don't, we don't have the option of turning on the AC with our bikes. So if you're picking your way through, you know, pretty slow traffic and you're being very careful about it, I can see that as something to do as well. The last thing is, uh, as I, as I talked about lane f- uh, you know, filtering to the front Um, you know, which is seemingly getting a little bit more acceptance in in other states. Um, You know, if you're going to do that, um, again, that's something that can help you prevent, help prevent you from getting uh, rear-ended, which is, you know, not a good thing on a motorcycle, obviously. Um, But if you do filter up to the front, uh, you know, and and wait for a stoplight with everybody else, just make sure that when the light turns green, you don't shoot across that intersection right away. Okay. Because you could have a, a late red runner, coming through that intersection and collecting you and you, you don't want that. So you really want to be scanning all around and making sure that when that light turns green, first and foremost, it's safe to proceed.
1: Ty, let's stay with you. Uh, what are some of the most misunderstood things about motorcycles?
3: Yeah, great question. Uh, you know, I think uh, folks think that motorcycles, um, you know, can, turn on a dime and stop on a dime and um you know motorcycles certainly are are, are great on acceleration they are quick um you know and uh they're very maneuverable but don't consider that the motorcycle rider can do just about anything on a bike and avoid you know you as a hazard okay so you know that's that's one sort of misconception braking too you know uh Cars have four big fat uh, tires and, um, you know, they have they have ABS. A lot of motorcycles have ABS now, too, which is great. But uh, especially in adverse conditions, uh, a motorcycle can't necessarily stop quicker than a car. So, you know, that might be a misconception as well. A good motorcycle rider can stop, you know, really hard and really quick on a bike. Uh, But again, that's that's something that uh, takes practice and training. And that's what the MSF is there for, too. I mean, we practice uh, breaking drills all the time, which is, uh, which is, uh, excellent. Um, I think too, that, uh, you know, you want to, you want to give motorcycle riders more, uh, more space and time yourself. If you're, if you're driving a car, you know, um, there's no such thing as a fender bender for a motorcyclist. Um, you know, if you're a car driver, I mean, think about, you know, you're not, you're not potentially hitting just a motorcycle. You're potentially hitting a person, and so let's let's give a motorcycle rider some more room out there, whether it's, you know, not tailgating them. Please, please don't tailgate. That's really bad. It makes us very nervous and upset. And also, you know, side to side, you know, uh, give us a little bit of room. You also might want to uh, understand, too, that uh, motorcycle riders, we have that entire lane to use, and we may be moving, uh, you know, across that lane for good reasons, not just because we're, you know, having fun. Um, I might be moving across that lane and staying on one side of it to avoid avoid that uh, oil strip down the middle. Um, I might be positioning myself because of debris on the road. I might be positioning myself because, uh, one, I, I need better visibility. I need to see something ahead. Or maybe I think that if I position myself in this portion of the lane at that moment, a car driver could see me better. So, understand all these sort of things when you're around a motorcycle rider.
1: Yeah, I, absolutely. I know that when I've ridden, I try to make sure that I look at the side view mirror uh, on the vehicles that I'm around. And if, if I can see their face, I know that if they look in the mirror, they're going to be able to see me. For sure. A lot of motor or a lot of uh, motorists don't realize that a pothole for a car, is something completely different when you're on a motorcycle. Uh, Yes. I mean, that that can be a serious issue for somebody on a bike. They're going to need to avoid it for sure. Um, Andrea, I was noticing on the Motorcycle Foundation website, which is, by the way, uh, right there if you're interested, it's msfusa.org. I noticed on that website there's an acronym called C. Can you explain that, please?
2: Sure, absolutely. So C stands for search, evaluate and execute. And this is a great strategy that's actually not just for motorcyclists, but also drivers, bicyclists or anyone who's on the road. Um, C basically is a strategy to help you manage your risk. So when you operate a motor vehicle on the public road. Um, it's not something you can do passively, you know, it's, it's something that's fairly complex and it involves more than just knowing how to operate your, um, you know, operate the gas pedal or the brake. Um, it's a lot about what's going on in your mind. So riders and drivers need to use the C. Um, so the first S is for search. Use your eyes to look near and far side to side and search for things that could potentially create a hazard um, it could be something like noticing a driver who's about to make a left turn, like overly eager driver making a left turn. It could be a pickup truck with a ladder in it that's maybe not strapped down properly. that, Or a pedestrian about to, you know, someone that looks like they're about to jaywalk. Um, and that's when you use E, so you're evaluate. So in your mind, you almost think, I sometimes think of this as the worst case scenario. Like, okay, that driver's just going to turn left right in front of me or the pedestrian's just going to go running right across the road. What are my ways to create, have an escape path to avoid them? Or, you know, I might just think, okay, I'm just going to slow down so that in case they dart out, I have time to stop quickly. Um, and then the last E is execute. And that's just basically executing your, your maneuvers. So using that brake nice and smooth, um, being able to just use your motor skills to um, do what you need to do to uh, avoid the hazard.
1: So on the Ford Driving Skills for Life programs, we use a similar series of concepts. We call it Look, Think, Plan, and I think on a conceptual basis, they're the same things. You know, you've got to use that that physical ability to scan and look, uh, search, as it were, with your eyes, and then really think or evaluate about what's about to take place, and then do something about it. Uh, I, can, I can tell you I've had times on my mountain bike where I probably could have used C just <laughs> a little bit uh, better than I did. Um, any final thoughts from either of you? This has really been uh, a great conversation, actually. I love motorcycles. I, I really do. I probably should not ride simply because um, I don't ride enough to be proficient. And two, I don't know that I exercise the proper discipline for it, and I recognize that in myself. Uh, and even though I love bikes, I I tend not to ride at least motorcycles, uh, downhill bikes, you know, mountain bikes, uh, road bikes. I'll I'll do. Um, any final thoughts from from either of you?
2: Well, you know, when you guys were when Ty was talking about lane splitting, the other thing I want to mention is. A lot of people, they may be visiting California, that from out of state, say they're from Maryland. Lane splitting is not legal here. So just being aware that motorcyclists might do that and they're not trying to be, you know, overly aggressive or anything, it's just allowed. So don't get angry when you see it or don't just feel like, oh, what are they doing? Just, you know, again, just look out for each other and, you know, just be kind. Um, and then the other thing, too, is that motorcycles, because of our smaller size, it's sometimes hard to judge the speed they're coming at. And we find this a lot, too. Drivers, like, pulling out of a driveway or an intersection, they look down the road, and they think that they see the motorcycles coming. And they think they have more time than they actually do. And sometimes that causes a, a hazard as well.
3: Yeah, and, you know, I think you, you mentioned this, uh, too, with uh, with traffic out there. But if you've got a pickup truck or or something where you've got cargo, uh, in the back of it or lashed on top of it, please make sure that it's not going to fall out or fall off. Cause you know, a ladder on the road is, is bad enough for a car, but for a motorcyclist, that's, that's really not so great. So, um, you know, I'll throw that out there. And, you know, regarding your, your, uh, your speed, uh, bike, um, you know, if, if you want to go fast, the track is the place to do it. And, um, you know, I, I totally respect the, uh, the notion of, uh, understanding, you know, how, yourself and maybe not wanting to go out in traffic and, and ride, but, uh, you know what, I'll invite you out to dirt bike school and we can have a bunch of fun on the trails where, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you in good shape.
1: I'm, I'm all over it. That actually sounds terrific. We'll, we'll have to figure out a time, uh, to make that happen. Listen, I'm serious. I really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, that was good information. And, uh, it's, it's something that is, is pretty close to me. So thanks so much for taking some time today and be safe out there. Okay. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. So if you want more information, uh, just go to the, the website, as we mentioned before, that's the motorcycle, uh, safety foundation and it's MSF USA.org. So all of this, uh, material, that you're seeing on the Daily Drive is offered to you free of charge as part of the Ford Driving Skills for Life Greater Educational Umbrella. And you can see the Ford Driving Skills for Life logo behind me. The Ford Driving Skills for Life includes, as I said before, the Daily Drive, which you are watching right now. It also includes uh, a series of online resources. And you can find that at the website driving skills for and those resources include everything from educational materials for parents and for educators of teen drivers all the way through to what we call the academy An academy is a series of videos hosted by various Ford driving skills for life instructors just giving you information on how to be a safer driver if you're a teen and you're newly licensed, and you're enjoying that that time behind the wheel, fantastic. But just remember, there's always more stuff that you can learn, and the Academy is a great way to learn that. If you're a teen and let's say maybe you have your permit and you're nervous about driving, that's okay too. Believe me, you're not the only one. Again, check out the Academy. We've got information in there specifically for folks like you too. This is uh, Mike Speck signing off for The Daily Drive. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you back here the next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Daily Drive, presented by Ford Driving Skills for Life. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at Ford Driving Skills for Life and on Instagram and Twitter at Ford DSFL. You can find a video version of this podcast on our Facebook page or on YouTube. We hope you'll tune in again to this podcast for news you can use to keep teen drivers safe on the road.